0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. Thank you for joining with me today on the podcast. We're continuing through First Thessalonians. As, well. as a matter of fact, we're drawing quickly uh, to the end. We're at the fifth chapter, and Paul is uh, answering questions. He's uh, instructing. He's teaching them of what they should know, what they should do. And uh, Toward the end right here, I've always got the feeling that, that uh, he was running out of time or running out of ink or running out of something because he starts just doing these quick-fire type of uh, commands, which we'll see in the next episode. But we see little elements of it right now. If you remember from the last episode, he had uh, told them to encourage one another and build one another up, just as they were doing, and they were to do that by knowing what the truth was. Knowing what the truth was about those who had gone on before them who were asleep. Knowing what knowing what the truth was about the time and the epics that are yet to come. And knowing what the truth is about the day of the Lord and how we should remain uh, sober, that we're not destined for the wrath of God. So in verse 11, he said, therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. Then in verse 12, he starts off with, but, but we request of you. So he's got a request here. Okay. He's just asking, you know, before in some things he he would say, this is the word of the Lord. Okay. But now he's just requesting. We request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. So that's verse 12 in the first part of verse 13. So he's telling them, you know, those that uh, that are laboring among you, that have charge over you, the ones that are teaching you, the ones that are giving you instruction. And a lot of times people say, well, where do these ones come from? Well, God raises them up. The Lord raises them up within the body. Uh, in the Western church nowadays, more often than not, we go out and point to those that we actually hire for positions, sort of hired guns kind of thing. And, you know, there is an element of that that, okay, yeah, but, but I think we really miss something right here because too often we place everything in one position. Okay, And we do that to the detriment of God allowing others to be raised up. So he's saying, I want you to uh, appreciate these folks. Now, a lot of times people think, well, that, that must be speaking to uh, 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 giving them money and stuff like that. Yeah, there's an element of that. Okay, You take care of Paul and other writers. He uh, says, hey, take care of these folks. You know, They labor like this, and so you would feed your cow, right? So <laughs> feed them too. But he says, I want you to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. They esteem them them very highly in love because of the work that they do. So there's a couple of things that I want you to see that quite often people sort of miss with all this. Yes, you're to appreciate them, but you're to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Now listen to this. The second part of verse 13 is a separate sentence, and it says this. Live in peace with one another. (laughs) Live in peace with one another. With one another. One of the greatest ways that you can appreciate those who labor among you, and one of the greatest ways that you can esteem them very highly in love, those that have charge over you, those that are instructing you, those that are teaching you, teaching you. The primary way to do that is to be at peace with one another. You know, I dare say that someone who's in what we would call a pastoral position or something like that, where their, their livelihood comes from the church. Taking care of them. If you were to come to them and say, "Hey, we can give you a raise right here," or we can all agree that we're going to live in peace with one another, I suspect most would take the living in peace with one another. Okay, but the scripture says it right here. Okay, so appreciate them, highly esteem them, and love. Be at peace with one another. Now, the last two verses that we're going to look at for today, verse fourteen, we urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See how he's just firing all these instructions right here in, in verse 14? So he says, I'm encouraging you, I'm urging you. In verse 12, he said, I request this of you. Now he's urging them to admonish the unruly. And he's talking about those who are believers. So if someone's a true believer and they're living an unruly, an undisciplined life, admonish them. So often people say, well, we're not supposed to judge that is a that that is the mindset of the world we're not talking about judging judging we're talking about living the body of life the way that we're supposed to, and the scripture tells us that we will know by our fruits one another. so if someone is acting unruly, we have a role and a responsibility to admonish them and to do so in love, not to do so in pride and arrogance and hubris and that religious spirit no." but to admonish them and say, hey, this isn't right. You do not need to be living this way. And he said you need to encourage the faint-hearted quite often within the body of Christ. There are those that are truly saved, they're truly believers, and they're pressing in and they're pressing on, but they're faint-hearted. They're weak, and we need to, we need to encourage them. And then the, the third thing is to help the weak. Okay, there's times that we are all weak in our walk, and we're to help one another. And then the fourth thing he told them to do is to be patient. With everyone, not just to be patient with the ones I want to be patient with, okay? Not to just be patient with the ones that I sort of understand their circumstance and situation. No, we are to be patient with everyone. But he continues on with the instructions, verse 15 See that no one repays another with evil for evil. There is no room within the body of Christ when someone, someone sins and someone commits an evil or someone does something that they should not have done, that we do not repay someone who has done evil with evil. This particularly comes down uh, to issues of the tongue, for instance. Okay, And you say, well, what are we supposed to do? Well, the end of the 15th verse tells us, see to it that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another, and for all people, that's what we're called to do—to seek what is good for one another and for all people. Now, that's going to vary depending upon the situation, the, situation, the circumstance, the individual, etc., etc., etc. But our mindset and our spirit should be along with the line of the spirit of the Most High God—that we're seeking the good of one another. So look at what he said right here. He says, I'm requesting, brother, appreciate those who labor among you, who have charge over you and who give you instruction. In other words, who teach you in the word of God and esteem them very highly, live in peace with one another, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See to it that nobody repays another with evil for evil. Then it's sort of a synopsis of all of this, but always seek after that, which is good for one, for one another and for all the people. This is the way that we're supposed to live as the body of Christ. The Lord has given us tremendous detail. In First and Second Thessalonians, we see a lot of things. In 1 and 2 Timothy, especially, we see a lot of things about how this is how we're to live as the body of Christ. I think we'd do well to do it. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.